This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very, very much, and uh, welcome to our second hour. And uh, I'd love to invite you to call me right now if you'd like. I have been uh, doing this kind of a gardening talk show since 1978, and I love doing this. I started at uh, uh, the old WFAA 570 frequency and then went to another station for 30 years, 30 years and two months, and then came to this frequency. I grew up listening to WBAP in College Station, and it came in loud and strong there, and uh, I never dreamed I'd be working here. This is wonderful, and I'm grateful, so grateful for this opportunity. Came here in 2010, and uh, so give me a call if you if you would like. Love to hear from you. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I ask that you uh, let our advertisers know if you enjoy the program. There is a list of all of them. If you go to my website, neilsperry.com, if you missed contact information for any of the advertisers, it's there. Radio Sponsors, it's called. And you can scroll down and you'll see all of them there listed. So uh, anyway, give give us a uh, Give them a call and let them know you listen. I would be really grateful. Uh, Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Milo. Milo is a terrier, pit bull, and who else was mixed in? (laughs) They don't know. Uh, They got his size down to a tiny 38 pounds. So this pocket pity, they call him, is six years old. He has gained as much size as time is going to give him. Milo was found wandering alone around the unincorporated areas of Dallas. As a former stray, Milo can be a bit shy when first encountering new people. He can generally be expected to warm up to people in a reasonable amount of time. The definition of reasonable gets a bit expedited when there are tasty treats involved. He is a happy-go-lucky guy as far as people are concerned, but Milo is an independent little soul and would most likely prefer to be the only pet in the home. While Milo is a little fella, he can hop a bit, so any backyard fence he is allowed to roam in, any backyard, should have a secure fence at least six feet or higher. They keep saying six feet, and it sounds like these dogs are pogo dogs. Just like all the pets at the SPCA of Texas, Milo has been neutered, microchipped. He's had all of his age-appropriate vaccines. He is waiting for his new forever family. At the SPCA of Texas Jan Reese jones Animal Care Center, that's at 2400 Lone Star Drive, I-30 West of Hampton Road. The center is open for adoptions every day from noon until 6. Animals are available for a walk-in on a first-come, first-served basis. Appointments are also available for select animals. Please browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet. Visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. This is Milo. Milo's a great dog, a terrier pit bull mix who is mixed with enough of something else to get his size down to that tiny 38 pounds. Milo the dog. Let's get him adopted, won't you? Go uh, to the uh, website, take a look at him. I think you'll want to adopt him. spca.org slash findapet. And take a look at Milo, M-I-L-O. That's sponsored by Ace Hardware. They have a buy two, get one free Ace basic pleated air filter special going on. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks, the people who meet you when you come in the door and greet you and ask how best they can help you. They'll put you in contact with the person in the store who knows the most about what you're working on. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace basic pleated air filters. Buy two, get one free. Mix and match. This filter provides up to 90 days of protection against many airborne particles. It's electrically static. Let's try that again. Electrostatically charged media attracts and holds small particulates for improved indoor air quality. It traps particles such as pollen, plant spores, lint, 
pet hair, and household dust. Ace Stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. So you're going to be working with people you already know from the Little League or from the dance studio, or maybe uh, uh, maybe it's uh, somebody from the PTA. No matter where you are or what you're working on, Ace can help you every step of the way. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right. Thank you, Stuby. And we get ready to go to the phone lines. Let's go to Paul in Burleson. Paul, this is Neil. How can I help you today? Uh, good morning, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, the, yes. the, I've got the, uh, my yard. The uh, moles are just tearing it up. They're tunneling everywhere. You can't hardly take a step without sinking into the yard. Um, I've tried their, the Tomcat. They're a uh, kind of a rubber poison worm that I'd seen advertised that they said was effective, but doesn't seem to be working. And the uh, electronic deterrents that I see advertised, uh, re- the reviews aren't great on those. So I was just wondering what you would recommend. Um you are in an area that is not my specialty, to be candid. And, and so on the FAQ page of my website, I did a lot of research when I wrote that, and I'm going to send you to that. But it, it is talking about traps and how you set traps for moles. Um, and that's what I'm going to recommend to you. There are some very effective traps. I think if you get into a hardware store, like I just mentioned, the Ace people or or any other hardware store where you can deal with somebody who is local and understands local conditions. You have to find the uh, find the tunnels and set the traps in the tunnels. The uh, moles will try to uncover the the traps and they will encounter the uh, the the traps as they do that, and that's how you get them. Um, a feed store would be a really good place to start. I I did look up tomcat and i didn't realize you're talking about moles um until i got into the break and i looked up tomcat and i, I see what you're working with um yeah. but but i think a feed store or a or a local hardware store would be your best places of getting that help and they'll show you how to set the traps they'll show you the ones that will work the best the electronic devices that go uh in in the tunnels or in cases for squirrels and things in attics are a joke. They are a joke and a waste of money. I don't know why people continue to believe that they're going to work. It's too bad. Well, and that's, that's what the internet was. That's what all the reviews said. And I, that's I right. Expensive as well. Yeah, they are, and that's what the professionals. You know, when when I want to look something up to see if it's going to work, I will. I will. My first keyword in my search will be university. If it's an insecticide, I will look up. Uh, uh, entomology, university, and then such and such for control of one of these home remedies. Uh, if it's going to be plant pathology, I'll put that in with the, the word university. If it's uh, this, I would look up wildlife management. Okay. Well, hey, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate your time. You bet, Paul. Good luck with them. Let's go to David. Uh, let's see. I need to get this break out of the way. That's a, a good way to get myself off track. It's not the breaks when I'm supposed to. Uh, then we'll come to David in Woodway. Uh, Neil Sprays, Lone Star Gardening. I hope I can get a copy of my book in your hands. I think it will pay for itself by the end of this calendar year. And uh, that is that is a, a promise to you. If you don't think it has by the end of this calendar year, I mean, if you set it on the shelf, it's not going to pay for itself. There's no way it will. But um, uh, but if you use it, I think it will. And I'll, I'll put my money where my mouth is on that one because it has so much information in it that is timely and important to you. Uh, the uh, book has 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. It covers the climatic zones of Texas, the hardiness zones of Texas. It covers the soil types of Texas and how we live with all of those, how we how we deal with the, the general growing areas of Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're trying to grow. Month by month, it gives you guidelines of when to do things so you'll never again ask, Neil, when should I do this or that? Uh, it'll all be in there. When should I plant ryegrass seed? That was a question that came up earlier today. That's in the book. And, and it's written for every county in Texas. Uh, Chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters with a lot of charts, a ton of photos. There are 840 photos in this book. 
and uh, huge amounts of written information on trees, then shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. This book has 344 pages, and it is a hardback. It was printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions, and it was bound at Universal Book Bindery in downtown San Antonio. Everything about this book is Texas, and that's why it's called Lone Star Gardening. Carolyn Skye was my editor, and Cindy Smith, the graphic designer, two of the most talented women I know. I'd worked with each of them for a long time before we did this book together. So satisfaction completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny you spend on it. Not one request so far for a refund. I don't think that yours will be either, but I stand behind that guarantee. Uh, The two ways you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon, you can call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 9 to 5, 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it from my website, neilsperry.com. Order it right now at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I'll be doing the signing, signed copies. I'll be doing that tonight and tomorrow. Take them to the post office on Tuesday, neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tom. Gardeners are all about. Oh, just, that's all right. Uh, Tommy is our pastor, and uh, that's our church. We're mighty proud of and, and happy, happy to be members of First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, and hope you'll join us sometime in the service. If you are too far away or are not able to get out, join us at the live stream at 10.05 at sharingtheheart.org. And we think you'll enjoy the service very, very much. Uh, if you can join at the live service, they're at 8, 9, 10, 05, and 11, 10. That's uh, the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, 315 North Church Street. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair now. I hope you never need to call them. That's an odd thing to say about an advertiser of 27 years, but I wouldn't wish foundation problems on anybody. But the reality of it all is that most of us, yes, the Sperrys as well, uh, face foundation problems at some point or another. We went through our bout of it about 20 years ago, and I called Fred Marshall and his team at Advanced Foundation Repair. I said, I think I need help. We have one room of our house that was uh, added on later and that foundation has failed. We have big cracks. I know we do. I'm sure we do because it's pulling away from the house in certain areas. And Fred came out and and did a very thorough analysis of our slab, and he said, yes, you do. You have, and he, he drew for us almost a topographic map of our slab, and he said, here's where the cracks are. Here's how wide they are. Here's where they run. Here's what we will do. And the crew came out within a couple of weeks, and they got it all fixed. And we are whole once again. It's been that way for 20 years, and it's been wonderful. They can do the same for you, and they'll do it affordably. They'll do it with integrity. And uh, if you don't have foundation problems, they will tell you that. That's very important. This is a busy, busy year for them. If they tell you it's going to be a little while till they can get to you, then say, okay, Neil warned us the best are worth waiting for. We'll wait. It's it's 
their problems are not going to get much worse than they are right now. Wait on them. They're worth it. That's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. That's a melodic phone number, 214-333-0003. Wish I could sing it for you. FoundationRepairs.com. FoundationRepairs.com. It's Advanced foundation repair gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected and the same should go for our loved ones together with baylor scott and white health and the hard-working health care front line we urge you to get the shot mask up and stay safe and remind your family and friends to do the same and now back to neil all right stuby yes there's where, where it goes let's go back to the phone lines now i have one line open if you'd like to call right now it's 800-288-wbap 800-288-9227 david in woodway how can i help you this morning good morning good morning neil it's always a, a good thing to listen to every sunday thank so, you what what i was uh my question was i have uh you know very uh hedges you know, the little pointy thing, and it puts out berries every year, and they're well-established over 20 years. But now uh, it a, a part, a branch will just die, and all the leaves will turn uh, brown. And okay. I cut it out, and I just didn't know whether I need to get an arborist over or somebody to find out what's going on with all my edges. All right. This is Holly you're talking about? Yes. Uh, I don't think you need a game by over. I think I can help with that one blindfolded. Uh, okay. I'm seeing it all over North Texas. Uh, I would imagine that the plants have gotten too dry, uh, or parts of the plants have gotten too dry. There are thousands and thousands of hollies that look like that, unfortunately. Okay. I didn't know if it was just me. <laughs> no, you're not alone. The, the problem with hollies is that they don't wilt, and so they can get very dry before people realize it. Yes. Uh, I uh, I did a TV piece with Jobin Panicker a couple of weeks ago in front of a, well, it's actually behind a, a, a convenience store, a, a very well-known uh, gasoline station uh, chain uh, where they had let all of their uh, 10 or 12-year-old Nellie R. Stevens hollies die and all of their dwarf Burford hollies die and all of their other hollies die. The whole thing, it's probably a $25,000 landscape was all gone. Uh, along yes. with some other unrelated plants, roses and and uh, some trees and other things, they just had not watered anything. And yesterday, Does it hurt to uh, cut out the dead part. Yeah, yeah. If you have living parts, then you, then you got water to it just in the nick of time, and and hopefully it'll fill in those those uh, bare areas. But okay. one more day, and it wouldn't have. It would. The whole plant would have been lost. So. It's just right. really important that we water hollies. Once once they change colors and they take on that insipid uh, olive drab color, it's too late. Yes, and, and and like you said, they're just dry. I can snap off the little branches on them. Right. Well, they're they're gone, and you don't need to get anybody else to tell you what happened because I'll guarantee you that's what happened. I've seen thousands of them, and and uh, and I have one or two that that have done the same thing at our house where the sprinkler system didn't quite get to them that's it the sprinkler system's just not getting to yes, them sir. yeah okay well thank you very much neil for You're all your welcome. help sorry that have happened a, have a good day thank you sir. have a blessed day too all right thank you let's go to john in dallas john this is neil good morning yes sir uh about five to seven years ago uh, an acquaintance of mine uh, just had some extra Golden Oriental Arborvita plants, which he just uh, dumped in front of a. Well, he didn't dump; he planted them real quick. They were just kind of babies at the time, uh, and those things have grown to be eight feet tall and four foot wide. Uh, can I dig them up and put them somewhere else, or do I have to just get rid of them and cut them down, or what? He he didn't plant them with any thought at all. I think he thought he was going to come back and get them in about a year. <laughs> but 
There mm. they are, taking over the whole front of the wing walls. Well, they can be, they can be transplanted. Um, it, it's going to be quite a job if they're eight feet tall. You'll need, you'll need probably uh, two or three people to help you lift them. Uh, oh. You may even need a hoist. That would be done. Uh, that would be done in uh, late December or January when they're completely dormant, uh, and you can't prune them much because there is no growth on the inside of the plants. Normally, yeah. I suggest removing about. <laughs> Normally, I suggest removing about a third of the uh, growth or forty percent of the growth to compensate for root loss, but you can't do that with Arvavati. They don't have. Uh, the internal branching that you can be thinning out. So you just have to be really careful not to damage the root balls. I would, I would not do that if it, if they were mine. Um, I, I would not consider them to be that valuable in another location unless you really have a place where you want them. I guess we lost him. I think that static was the line dropping. Uh, golden arborvitaes are not terribly popular right now and kind of hard to use in a landscape unless you have the exact right spot for them uh, that I can't ask now because he's gone. But uh, I would probably not go to that trouble. So it probably be easier just to take them out. And that's a fairly easy job when the soil is wet. Cut them, leave maybe uh, oh, 15 or 18 inches of the stump and then put a chain around it and pull them out. So that would be what I would do probably. All right, we have Leslie in uh, in Plano, and, and Leslie, I'd like to talk to you right after the bottom of the hour newscast, and I'll try to help you find the best shade tree for what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, in the meanwhile, let me tell you about Baylor Scott and & White and uh, why they are so special to so many people. Gardeners know how much work it takes to keep a garden happy and healthy. Well, I'd like to take just a little bit of time to tell you about another group of incredibly hardworking people, the ones who keep us happy and healthy. These are the frontline workers, and they are healthcare workers who are out there to uh, keep us happy and healthy and, and, and moving on forward. And we owe them all a giant thank you. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Those are words that just never come from their mouths at Baylor Scott & White Health. My wife serves on the board of Baylor Scott & White in McKinney, and she goes to the board meetings, and she hears them talk about the Baylor way and what it takes to be a member of the Baylor team. That's the Baylor way, and that means going the extra mile to make sure that you do it not just well, but to the best of anybody's ability. It's not easy to protect us from COVID as it goes on and on and on, but we see the folks on the front line showing up every day and giving every ounce of their energy. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that you and I can show our appreciation to the front line. One of them is to get vaccinated. I realize there are those of you out there who uh, resist that for whatever reason, but medical science says vaccination works. We've seen it on so many different diseases. Wear your mask. Masks do help. They help a lot. And these are things we have to do when we go into the Baylor Scott and White facilities. We need their help. Now we can help them back. And these are great ways to show our support. One more way is for you to join me one last time and uh, show our appreciation as we say once again, thank you. Whenever you're out and about, take us along. Just download the WBAP app. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. Let me tell you about Arborological Services right now and why they are so important. They came at this in 1981 when they began their service. They came at it from the professional standpoint. They began their service as members of the International um, ISA, Society of Arboriculture. have to think th through that one. It's big words, big words for a horticulturist. <laughs> and uh, they, are, uh, they are members, and they have uh, uh, 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. These are men and women who know trees inside and out. They really are schooled. 
They have college-degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters on their team. They think trees all the time. They have the best in equipment. These are the ones, the people that you want working on your trees. Access them by calling 866-552-7267, arborological.com, Arborological Services, 866 552 7267. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Dallas schools may take the day off on Election Day. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24 7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. A major construction project in Irving has completely shut down Highway 183 westbound side between Grauweiler Road and Loop 12 Walton Walker. Could be back up in operation again late this evening. Construction's closed HOV lanes both east and westbound I-30 between Jim Miller Road and Northwest Drive. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today will be sunny and hot, high temperature around 100 degrees. Monday, much the same, but 101. Tuesday, repeat, but it'll be 102. Right now, though, 84 degrees in Dallas, 85 in Fort Worth. Dallas ISD is considering a schedule change that would make Election Day, November 8th, a student holiday. And the idea is to keep students home for safety reasons as school buildings are used as polling places. Advocates of the student holiday say it also allows teachers more time to vote on Election Day. November 8th is already a holiday in Richardson, Keller, and the Garland school districts. A Fort Worth woman's been arrested for allegedly trying to kill her husband. Police say the couple got into an argument in their home early Saturday morning. It escalated into a physical confrontation. At some point, she stabbed him. He's hospitalized in critical condition. She's been arrested, facing any number of probable criminal charges. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update comes at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. And stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very much. Appreciate that. Let me tell you about sunburst shutters right now and uh, how much they could mean to the look of your home. We have them in our home. One of the greatest decisions we ever made, and it didn't take very long to make it. Once you see them, you will say, I want some of that. That looks good. That's exactly how we reacted. Sunburst shutters. And uh, let me tell you some of the selling points. Let's do this by visual, virtual, audible bullets. Bullet one, they're made of polywood. Polywood is a synthetic material, man-made material, in other words. It doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. Uh, It is highly energy efficient. Uh, It keeps the heat out. keeps the cold out in the wintertime. And so that's great. Bullet number two. That's a long bullet, wasn't it? Bullet number two. These are plantation-style shutters. Two and a half, three and a half, and great big four and a half inch size louvers. Bullet number three. Nice people. You'll enjoy working with them. You feel comfortable having them in your home. Item number four. Bullet number four. The sunburst shutters are custom-fit for each opening in your house, each window. The windows may be the same size from the factory, but by the time the tape and bed people get finished, they're not. They're not the same shape and size. Same shape, basically. But tape and bed work is not precise. Look at them sometime. They're putting it up with big sloppy knives. It looks beautiful when it's finished, and it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's not the same size. And so the... Sunburst shutters need to be custom fit, made window by window. That's why they don't bring them with them when they come out the first time. They have to make them and then come back and install them. These are beautiful sunburst shutters. Take a look. You'll agree. Sunburstshutters.com. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. 214 343 
214-343-2601. That's a bullet of its own, the phone number, 214-343-2601, sunburstshutters.com. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. Constant need for information. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. All right, and Neil Spray's eGardens. That's my last ad, and then we'll go back to phone calls. A phone call, I could use some calls. Let's give the phone number before I do this uh, this message. It's 800-288-WBAP. Leslie is up next, and then you'd be right after Leslie. So you test me, and you'll see. That'd be the case. If you call right now, 800 288 9227. eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer directly to your email. Simple as that. Comes on Thursdays right after 6 p.m. You uh, will get it by constant contact. That uh, is a very credible service. I don't spam you. I will never give or sell your email address to anybody. And so you don't have to worry about being spammed by anybody else. You're never going to get a, a message that says, hey, since you subscribe to eGardens, uh, we thought you'd like to get this offer. There's never an offer like that, ever. And uh, I think we've all subscribed to things, and then the next thing you know, you get offers from every which direction, not with eGardens. Now, what eGardens is, is a, uh, like an old-fashioned garden section with five stories each week. I write almost all of the stories. There are two exceptions. This week, Stephen Chambly will write a story for you. Don't know what the topic will be. Last week, Diane Sitton wrote a wonderful story on succulents. But the other 28 or so stories, well, it would be 23 stories a month, I write. And one of them will always be a featured plant of the week each week. One of them will always be gardening this weekend uh, for each weekend, things that need to be done that weekend. And one of them will always be the Q&A section, which takes most of a day, just that part of it, most of a day for me. So that's a little bit about what eGardens is. You can see actually what it looks like by going to my website. That's where you sign up for it. You have to subscribe at neilsperry.com. We have 80,000 subscribers at n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. That's where you buy my book also. But you click on the eGardens tab, and you'll see the most recent five issues, as well as where you sign up. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you very much. Now, Leslie and Plano, you are on the air. How can I help you? Hi, Neil. Hi there. I have a uh, house that faces north, and my driveway has absolutely no coverage, and so my car cooks. I, the garage, it's a little house. It's a one-car garage, so that's basically storage, so I don't use it. But um looking for something I can put in the parkway that uh, will help shade or give some relief in the summer. All right. And how wide is the parkway between the curb and the sidewalk? It's about four feet. All right. Um, my recommendation, um, I'm, I'm thinking through the possibilities. I, I, I want to hasten to say, because there still are people who have not heard me say this, fast growing trees, uh, always come with fatal flaws. And so I, you'll never hear me recommend a fast growing shade tree. I, I just can't bring myself to do it because I don't want somebody calling back in eight years saying, why didn't you warn me this thing has a horrible problem with borers or with uh, cotton root rot or something else. And so I stay away from plants that are highly prone to problems. My recommendation, are you looking for a, um, you looking for a large shade tree? Are you looking for a small, medium-sized? No. What? Medium, medium would probably be, do I, I know large they can get like you know 80 feet tall i don't need anything that huge it's just right there by the street and you know the drive my driveway is not really long okay um, so it wouldn't take much to shade it 
Right. My recommendation uh, was going to be a, a Schumard red oak. It's it's one of our larger trees, but it doesn't get 80 feet tall. It gets probably 40, 45 feet tall, maybe 50 in our area. Plano does not have really deep soils. Parts of Plano doesn't have much soil at all. Uh, but Schumard red oak is well adapted. Chinkapin oak is another nice tree that tends to have more of an oval growth habit, so it, it doesn't spread uh, much, and that would be good in that it wouldn't, uh, have low branches that would canopy over the the driveway, but those are those are larger trees. Um, if you go with a smaller tree, you're going to have to go with something that will stay uh, fairly upright because smaller trees are going to tend to have their branches lower. You know, I'll give as an example, um, oh, uh, little gem Southern Magnolia that's too slow growing for what you want, but but its lower branches would be too close to the ground and they would bang into the car doors when people opened their doors. So I'm okay. not gonna I'm not gonna recommend anything that is, is uh, uh, a really small tree. I have a uh, Mexican plum beside our driveway and it has worked well. I've had to prune it up high enough because it has thorns on the uh, on the branches, but it, it goes out over the drive. But it, it um, and, and I think that would be a possibility for you uh, if you pruned it properly. Um, mm-hmm. I like it very much. Uh, the uh, the other, I'm, I'm just thinking through what I would want. I, I am a, you know, in love with crepe myrtles, but there is enough sap that comes from crepe myrtles. I don't want to do that to your car. And they, as much as I love the flowers, you wouldn't want to have those plastered on the top of your car. When you get right. ready to drive away, so I'm going to rule crepe myrtles out. Um, golden rain tree is very pretty, hard to find, but it's a good medium-sized tree. That might be a very good possibility if you can find a nice golden rain tree. Uh, that would that would be a good candidate. Um, I'm I'm missing and- something that I want to suggest to you, and I it's killing me. I, I don't know what it is that I want to suggest, but there's a good mid-sized tree. Uh, I normally, in this case for a yard, uh, would be recommending one of the magnolias, little gem magnolia, where uh, uh, where the uh, um, where the growth rate wouldn't matter as much. But I know you want to get, you know, if if you if you could get a larger one, that would be a good possibility, and that would give you some shade fairly soon. And they're available in all sizes. You might want to look into that. Little gem magnolia would be a lovely tree for there. Now, what about surface roots? Surface roots on those are not a problem. Uh, I left off, obviously, uh, a couple of oaks that would would not have done well, and the other trees that I've mentioned would not have a surface root problem. My Mexican plum has now, after 35 years, has started to develop some surface root problems. So maybe I take that one back. But the others I don't think will be a problem for you. Okay. Oh, how I wish the ornamental pears would work well because they're beautiful, they're fragrant. Well, fragrant is not necessarily their best attribute, but they're uh, they're beautiful. Uh, but the breaking branches are just a killer for them. So yeah. I'm 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 done. I think the golden rain tree, if you can find it, is a great one. You have to be concerned also about the branches sticking out into the into the street, and so. Uh, yeah, the trash pickup people they. They don't like that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's that's another factor. Well, there's a lot of complicating factors on this. It's a great question. It's it caused me to have to think a little bit about a lot of different directions and and thoughts. I'm I'm going to stay with my golden rain tree. I'm going to uh, encourage you to look at little gem magnolias in larger pot sizes, forty or a hundred gallon pots, and spend the extra okay. bucks and and think about that one also. And that's where and, I may leave it at this point. Okay. I'm okay. I'm not and, 100% satisfied with my answer. I haven't looked at any of my lists on my book or anywhere else. And I'll bet I'm forgetting something. I may I may get my book up and look at it. It's on the floor. Would the Chinese pistachio be one of those trees? Chinese pistachio would be beautiful. It's almost as big as a red oak. I would probably mm. I would probably have a red oak in deference to a pistachio. It's uh, they're both excellent. They are both grade A trees. And I was thumbing through your book, and it says now is the time to feed our lawns. Yeah, this year because of the drought, I'm I wrote in E Gardens yes uh, Thursday. Uh, let's wait another couple of weeks. The, the lawns are just too stressed because of the heat and drought. 
Let's and wait if another they're brown, do we still feed them? <laughs> Say it again, please. If my yard is brown, do I still feed it? <laughs> yeah, you will. You want to boost it when when the weather breaks, and, and especially if we get some rain, you want to you want to give it a chance back. If it's Bermuda, okay. you need to give it a chance back. If it's St. Augustine, you may just want to move. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Leslie, good question, and I'm I'm still trying to think of the missing tree. There may not be one because there were so many different conditions put on it, but it's a great question. I'll, I'll okay, see if I can come you. up with anything else. Just keep listening to the end of the program. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Bye-bye. All right, let's see. Let's go to Derek in Alito. Derek, this is Neil. Good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Doing well. Thank you, sir. Good. Hey, quick question. She kind of touched on it there at the end of her conversation, but um, my Bermuda lawn was just about as good as it can get. I don't have any sprinklers. Uh, we're out on a community well, so no uh, no water volume or pressure to, to actually run sprinklers, so I just rely on rain. Clearly with no rain, um, just like many people's lawns have just completely gone from it. So just curious what you suggest and when uh, to try and get this thing jump-started once we do have some rain actually in the forecast, maybe next week in time. Yeah, I've seen that uh, forecast. I think probably what I would uh, what I would recommend is if if we do get some rain, uh, Bermuda can be fertilized and should be fertilized into into September, St. Augustine as well. That's the first time we should fertilize St. Augustine now, uh, once the heat breaks, um, and and so it's going to be very important that we do so to get the grass growing once again. The pre-emergent application will be very important, and that will come around Labor Day at the latest, the first week of September. Um, It's going to be moved back if it stays hot and dry. Uh, It's going to be moved back right to Labor Day. Um, I will have some kind of a story. I'll be doing a lot of research this week uh, online because of a a story that I quoted this uh, past eGardens. Uh, from Clemson University talking about a resistance of annual bluegrass to uh, some of the pre-emergents and uh, their recommendations of a second application. I'll be doing research with other universities and making some phone calls to see if that is indeed uh, valid. Uh, And and Clemson is certainly a very respected university, so I'll be doing some research to see what I can find on that, and I'll write it up in uh, eGardens this Thursday. I haven't had time to do so since last Thursday. Uh, so uh, pre-emergent will be very critical this year more than ever because of the weakness of our lawns. Uh, but watering and fertilizing, watering as permitted and fertilizing uh, as advised will be very important. We just need to wait and see what the weather's going to be doing and then a step to the rescue of our lawns. Uh, it's very hard to decide what to do about putting new turf grass in right now. I don't know what cities are going to uh, allow uh, if a certificate of occupancy requires that turf be there and they're not allowing watering i don't know what they expect us to do so that's a that's a bit of a problem it's it's going to be interesting yeah all right well very good do you um you just select are you kind of along the lines of just a balanced fertilizer or just more nitrogen or what do you oh think no there's no question on that that one doesn't change and that's all nitrogen uh upwards of half of that nitrogen slow release form now, there's no balance to it. You don't want any phosphorus. Okay. All right. Do you uh, do you do any? Do you believe in like um, like the humic and fulvic acid for like a soil conditioning? Or do you? I mean, not, what's your take on that? That's not my uh, not my not my uh, game to play. I, I'm happy with the the bagged fertilizers and just leave right. it at that. There's just enough other okay. stuff going on. Yeah. Gotcha. You, if you have a healthy lawn that is growing vigorously, if you have healthy trees and shrubs, uh, you're doing fine. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. excellent. Well, I appreciate All right, Derek. It. Thanks for the call. I appreciate okay. it very much. Catherine, stay with me, and uh, we will talk about your front yard. Let me get my last break out of the way. And uh, I'm looking at my book of the, you know, I mentioned I have a lot of lists in the book. I'm looking at the uh, best small accent trees. I thought maybe something would jump out there. 
uh, to help with the, the call looking for a small accent tree. And the golden rain tree is the best out of that list. I think that would be her best choice if she doesn't want to go as, as tall as a, uh, as a Schumard or chink, uh, red oak or a chinkapin oak. I, I would be tempted to have one of those because those could be pruned up and out of the way of traffic, I believe. I'd have to see the traffic pattern. All right. And, uh, so now I get to tell you about my book. It's called Neil's Phrase Lone Star Gardening, and there are a lot of a lot of lists, a lot of there's a lot of discussion text. It's not all photos. And people say, well, that must, must just be a coffee table book with pictures. No, the, the, there are a lot of photos, 840 photos, but there also are lots of uh, photographs. There are lots of uh, I meant to say uh, uh, charts, lists, and descriptions of how to grow trees and how to succeed and how to prune and how to fertilize, things of that sort. Just a lot of information. I tried to keep it as concise as I could so we could get as much information on 344 pages as possible. And 840 photos, as I mentioned, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening from lawns and landscapes to flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening, the whole works, including that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants, all that information into this hard, uh, hardback book. It's a hardcover book. It is a, uh, It was a joy to do this book for you. You're getting a year of my life. These are 12-hour days, six or seven days a week. Uh, you're getting that for $32.95. That is a bargain. That's a sale price while I still have remaining copies of the fifth printing. Once those are gone, the sixth printing goes to $38.95. So if you want to get the really good deal, you'll order it right now. It's a summer special while I have supply left, and the supply is diminishing quickly. Here are the two ways you order. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. You'll get a signed copy, satisfaction guaranteed. And yeah, you bet I sign it. It's not anybody else signing these. And uh, the two ways are to order it from my website or to order it by calling my office. The website is by far, far the better way because I uh, will be signing those much more quickly. They come in earlier to me from the website and the website is neilsperry.com n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com and uh, then if you want to call the office if you just don't order things online call my office monday through friday nine to five and that number is 800-752-GROW with an o not a zero that's 800-752-G-R-O-W 800-752-4769, the better way, neilsperry.com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003, Foundation Repairs. I got that, and let me tell you about Mueller. Mueller, seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. But I want to do a little math with you. That's where I get most dangerous. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own your own metal storage building in your own backyard. How's that happen? Well, it happens with a Mueller backyard building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits from Mueller come in a variety of sizes, with more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. Find a location near you. That's 877 268 
1-800-227-3553. They're Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. MuellerInc.com. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott & White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubie, thank you, sir. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we go to a Catherine in Dallas. Catherine, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How may uh, I help um, we're planning to, we live in Lake Highlands and have a shaded, uh, not totally shaded, but, you know, a lot of trees, uh, shaded front yard, and we're planning to resod it. And I'm wondering uh, uh, on the timing, what, what would be the best time to do that, and also any recommendations on um, grass. All right. The best time for sodding uh, would be uh, between um, uh, mid-April and uh, probably first of September. It, well, for the grass that you would be planting, St. Augustine is the most shade-tolerant grass that we have, and I would say mid-April and mid-August for that because it's more winter tender and you want to get it in as soon as you can so that it has the longest possible time to get established. Uh, before winter time, uh, this year I would not plant it now because of the the drought and the heat and everything else. I'd, I'd wait until next spring. Um, so, question I have for you is, and and uh, let me let me present it as a fact rather than a question. Saint Augustine needs five or six hours of direct hot sun to survive. If you have less than that, it will thin, and then it will die, and you'll waste a bunch of money on sod. I always caution people when they say, I'm going to re-sod an area. I always caution them to, to either remember why it died away and why that area needs to be resodded, or to ask questions about why it might need to be resodded if if they're new to the house, because it may be that there was St. Augustine there and it didn't get enough sunlight. So be very cautious before you spend a bunch of money beneath the trees. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't think we uh had St. Augustine um um or have St. Augustine. Right now we have a bunch of weeds. Okay. Well, but but what was there before the weeds? That's what I'm saying. I I just this is the most common question I've had in in almost 50 years of doing this kind of program, Catherine. And I've been asked it thousands of times, and I've stood toe-to-toe with belligerent guys who just argue with me that, no, I've got enough light, and then I watch them waste their money and re-waste their money. So be careful. That's all I'm saying. I've got to run. I'm out of time. So thanks for the call. Mike Bass, great job. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next week, happy gardening.